0: Welcome to Internal Review. I'm Adam Vitkavage, a writer whose work has appeared in Pace Magazine, Volume 1 Brooklyn, The Millions, All Things Go Music, and a few other pop culture websites. Today's guest is one of my favorite people in the world. His name is Liam McCormick. He releases music under the name Yellow Bird. I've been using his music for the past couple of weeks for my intro and extra music. He's one of the most gentle, creative people I've ever met. I'm excited that I'm able to talk to him for internal review. You're gonna love this guy, check him out. Before I start the interview with him, I want you to go to yellowbird.com slash donate. And remember, yellowbird has three D's at the very end. And you could help raise funds for his new album, You're Already in Paradise. Trust me, you're gonna wanna support this guy. Go buy his back catalog of really great, acoustic, gentle, soul-touching albums. And then get ready for this new album, because it's going to be a little bit of a departure. This is a longer intro than I like, so here we go. Hey Liam, how are you doing today? Uh, Back
1: from tour and, uh, you know, getting back in the swing of things. Getting my, having my uh, clothes nice and clean. I I had uh, someone staying in my room, you know, subletting my room. So, putting it all back in order and, uh, yeah, trying to figure all that out so I can get shit done.
0: You gotta get shit done. It's exciting. Yeah, Yeah, it was good seeing you while you were in Phoenix. I wish we got to hang out more, but I'm actually, I just found out I'll be in L.A. 100% uh, December 10th. That's a Saturday. So that weekend. Cool. So we'll have to hang out then. I'm gonna gonna go check out the L.A. Rams, play some football. Hell yeah, man. That's fun. Alright, so let's just jump right into it, I guess. Uh, Cool. It's weird. I, you're somebody I know, so I'm in, I know a lot about you already. <laughs> um, That's true. Let's talk about you. You perform under Yellow Bird with three Ds at the end.
1: Yeah, didn't you? You had a saying about that, right? Recently, the three D thing. Oh yeah, I. I, uh, think,
0: I I'm, u- I'm using. Well, I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so when we were when you were playing with Allison Weiss in Phoenix. Uh, I was saying it's 3D's because you're the third dimension. You're all around us. Your music. There we go. It, yeah, it, I knew
1: it, I, I knew it, I. Uh, yeah. I liked
0: how you phrased it. It engulfs us when you listen to the Yellow Bird sound. <laughs> um, wow. I think you told me long ago how you came up with the name, but uh, do you just mind sharing that again?
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, basically, uh, it's it's a short story. Um, you know, back I think a lot of music makers uh my age my generation you know when they start to tell their origin story uh my space is somehow involved Mm -hmm. and uh same for this uh explanation basically um the bright eyes record i'm wide awake it's morning had like recently come out and there's like two songs on that record, and Conor Oberst and Bright Eyes are a big influence of mine, Mm -hmm. uh, his songwriting and everything, and there's two songs on that record where he mentions like a yellow bird, so when I had a personal MySpace page, I, like the name or whatever, I don't even think it was the URL, but just the name was Yellow Bird with with one D, Um, and Shortly after that, just like you know, setting up—it was like when Gmail was becoming a thing, and I was like, I got a Gmail invite, and I made it Yellowbird with three Ds because, like, I just kind of liked how it looked aesthetically. And then, you know, a few years down the line, when I'm leaving Boston and leaving my college band and taking my songs that I've been writing for years more seriously. I'm like, all right. Well, if I'm gonna put out an album, uh, I don't really want it to be called Liam McCormack. So, uh, Yellowbird with three Ds was my email address, and like, you know, one or two people called me Yellowbird when it was my personal MySpace name. So, uh, yeah, it just seemed like uh, ambiguous enough, and you know, seemed seemed like a decent name. So, that's the story. I love
0: it. And so you've re- released quite a few albums since what 2010 was your first album you released, Hard Feelings? That is correct, my friend. Yeah. Look, I could be uh, I could write your Wikipedia page if I needed to. <laughs> um I mean that's that's why I love you. That's right. Um so most of your stuff, I mean you had producers record stuff with you, I believe. Uh I can't name them all, but I'm sure there was a guy named Chris uh Brian. Yep. Pete Yep. Oh, don't worry. I got you. Yep. So, when you're recording the- you forgot Chad, but you're pretty close. I knew there was one. Okay. Um <laughs> when you're recording these or and writing these, I mean what your friends jokingly call you gentlecore, was that what Allison Weiss uh put on that little postcard or whatever?
1: Yeah, I can't it's a shame. I don't remember exactly who I feel like it was at like a when I was living in New York and playing Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn like every other month or whatever uh, I want to say it was like at one of those shows it kind of came up um, but yeah one of my friends okay, yeah. called my music gentlecore yeah I just can't remember exactly who
0: so what draws you to writing like those soft acoustic really personal songs as opposed to you know louder stuff that I think you like I'm not sure if that's actually what you listen yeah. to in your free time
1: no I I mean I kind of listen to both to be honest okay. like Like, there's a a band right now um, called The Hotelier that uh, just put out a record called Goodness, and it's, like, that record and that band, along with uh, this band called Pine Grove, who just put out a record called Mm -hmm. Cardinal, those two records, like, uh, made me feel something again. (laughs) And and the Hotelier record is, like, especially hard. It's, like, Mm -hmm. kind of like if the... It makes me think of, like, the Mountain Goats, like or like a emo punk band or something like, so it's like heavy lyrical content, really smart, but it's like, it does kind of come from th- this aggressive past and like that, that's the kind of uh, heavier stuff. I do like bands like Cursive and Thursday, like thoughtful bands, but they, but they play loud and, and shit. Um, and it's fun. Uh, so yeah. Um, and then, like a wide spectrum of songwriter stuff with favorites being like Kevin Devine and Conor Oberst and father John Misty and like his lyric writing and stuff is, has been a more recent uh, thing I really connect to and um, enjoy. But I think for me, just as a musician in general, whether it's bass or guitar, anything I'm doing, um, I prefer like the simpler side of things like, Mm -hmm. You know, not too many, like, pedals and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So just, I get a lot of joy. I get a lot of joy in songwriting, lyric writing, but just, like, being able to pick up my acoustic guitar and make something uh, and get my ideas out and have it be this creative experience, um, that's kind of my favorite thing. And so I think a lot of the songs start that way. They they get their first life that way, and um, that's why they stay that way a lot. You know, when they get to the recording stage uh and um you know historically, I think that's the the best way to present a song is as bare as possible, so I think that can be really powerful um so for kind of all of the above reasons, that's kind of why the majority of my music is is pretty intimate
0: definitely and um one of your one of my favorite songs, like when I first met you uh which was you had the one album out. Was uh, so your whole first album, Hard Feelings, is really like, like you said, emotional, intimate. But then there's a, a song that, I know it's not supposed to be goofy, but and it really isn't. It's really good. But uh, we could be indie. Um, oh yeah. Is just so I want to talk about that because I do want to play that like in this <laughs> podcast because I think it's just people need to hear a, a part of that. Um, Thank you. So, Throwing it back. Yeah, so 2010 was a weird time. And it's time. Thursday too, man. Oh, Thursday. Throwback Thursday. Throwback. I, I'll I'll post this <laughs> on a Thursday so it works too. Um, hey you. So, what was the songwriting process for that? Were you just taking Like just go ahead and talk about it. Right. I'll, I'll play it so people could hear it, but uh Yeah. How did that come about? Um
1: Right. I there's a few few answers. I mean, some you know I I'm like a lyrics person so mm-hmm. like when I, a lot of my pretty much all of my song ideas come from lyrics. Sometimes it's I'm just going about my day doing anything and a few lines pop into my head and and usually they come with some sort of melody. Sometimes they don't, um, but that's why I love that I have a smartphone now because I've only had an iPhone for like a little over two years. Like I've only had a smartphone for that long, and I just love like the notes feature, you know, I can just like get a few ideas in that pop in the top end and I just feel like, I have like a little lyric section, you know? So, uh, I'm killing it these days with, with remembering stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So sometimes when you get a lyric or a song idea, the way my brain works is I'm like, if I know, like if I, if so, I think what happened was we could be in the entered my head. And I remember the first time that I got that idea when, when that, it, like my my original, like my, my first accompanying thought with that title was something about watching like an indie movie on widescreen or something because mm-hmm. I felt like that was like kind of a thing at the time with DVDs and stuff. Uh, like, you know, and I think the lyric ended up being Wes Anderson on widescreen, but like I think when I first got the idea it was like Rushmore on widescreen. And then, uh, you know, it's like I think, oh, I could write a whole song that is like kind of tongue in cheek examples of all the ways that we could be indie, Um, and you know, it's kind of heartfelt too. And, uh, yeah, so that, that idea kind of floated around for a while. And then I think via a girl, uh, you know, someone you're interested in, which is, you know, prompts a lot of art. Uh, it eventually came out and, you know, uh, feelings or this person or whatever, um, inspired me to really write the whole thing, so that that's kind of how that song was born. And I, and like I said, I knew in writing it that it, that it was heartfelt, but it was you know I I made it a little silly on
0: purpose. So here is we could be indie by Yellowbird. It's the first favorite song I had of his after I found him on Twitter way back in 2010. Here you go.
2: Hand- Head over heels. Don't call this coincidence, cause that's not how it feels. When I can't stop thinking of New York City and your ghost. Under the fall winds hush, I wanna tell you love what my heart all
0: That's what—that's why what I really liked about it. It's just—it's really poppy, and it's still one of my favorite songs. I'll put it in rotation every now and then. Um,
1: yeah. Well, what's funny for me, like, not every song on that album, but you know, it's a classic, like, singer musician thing to say. But uh, I just don't like how my voice sounds on that recording. But uh, it is what it is, man. It happened, you know. No hate, whatever.
0: Yeah, and like I like you—you're right. A lot of musicians do say that, but. It's true for a lot of musicians. You get better as time goes on. You you hone right. your skills and your voice. You find exactly where you want to sing things. Um, as like time progressed, how has your songwriting changed? I, I know you said the iPhone Notes section really helps you out, um, but just I mean, you went to Berklee School of Music for playing bass, right?
1: Yeah, and I was actually I was gonna mention it when I was just talking about writing. Yeah, go ahead. We could be indie. Um, I mean beyond base, one of the main, re- like the reason I kind of went to Berkeley was cause they have a songwriting major. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it, you know, it's a great school for a lot of other reasons. Uh, but yeah, that was like an exercise that we would do in songwriting classes. Is like, you know, okay, this week your homework assignment is to think of a song title and write the whole song just from the title, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they program my brain to do stuff like that. Uh, but, sorry, you you brought up Berkeley, but uh, was there a question? There? Oh,
0: it was just basically how, like, how do you write songs? Because you oh, right, right. specifically, I know you really love lyrics, and that's what I love in musicians as well. Is it, you come up with lyrics, then melody? Is it a combination? What is your, like, whatever yeah. song you're currently working on, how is it kind of unfolding?
3: Right.
1: Yep. Um. Yeah, kind of what I mentioned before, like, I'll get a lyric idea and I'll get a, and it'll come with some, like maybe the slightest melody. And then what I do is like sing a few words to myself, like out loud. And then I'll pick up the guitar and I'll say, like, okay, where is this, where are these notes, like what registers is this in? Like, so, okay, say, like a lot, a lot of times I find my like ideas, like the starting notes are in like the, or like an A or a B actual Mm -hmm. note. So I'll bring them, or maybe not, you know, maybe it's an F sharp, maybe it's an E, who knows. But uh, then I bring them to the guitar and I'm like, I find the note. I'm like, okay, this is kind of like an F sharp kind of vibe. So I'm like, what chords could I play over this? So I basically start playing around with chords over that. And then once I, then as I'm doing that, I also develop the melody uh, based off those chords and the lyric and stuff. And basically, you know, you're trying to get a section. It's like, if the lyrical idea I get, I know is like a verse then I'm trying to write a verse. Mm -hmm. If I know it's a chorus, then I'm trying to write the chorus. So then you're like, okay, I have the chorus. What could the verse be? You know? So it's these little ideas that come in, in lyric and a little bit of melody. And I just kind of, then I eventually take it to an instrument and build it from there. Um, I mean, maybe there've been some times where like I get a lyric idea and I, and I, or maybe a lot of them come at once. So I write a bunch of lyrics and then I go to the guitar, but usually it's like a few lines and then i bring it or even like right now i just wrote a song when i was on tour but i have like 15 to 20 little little lyric ideas sitting in my iphone that i all really like um it's just i need to like sit down and check them out you know
0: yeah and and um i was just reading that you mentioned Kano burst earlier and that he recorded his new album in two days his solo album Ruminations or yeah I think that's what it's called Um, and I'm sure he had written it it took him a long time to write but I'm just curious on how long is your process are you one of those people who could I'm sure you've written a song in a day and I'm sure it's taken you six years to write a song but on average uh, because you're a pretty thoughtful like I mean I've, I've known you outside of this conversation and I know you really think a lot about how exactly a song is presented but on average how long does it take you to write like a song.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think anybody would tell you, like, as soon, you know, as quick as possible, though, always the best. Uh, but if I spend, like, a few days to a week, like, you know, or, or sometimes what I'll try and do is, like, get, I feel like there was a John Mayer quote once about, like, finishing a song. Like, you're not, like, I mean, I don't know. Just, like, he was emphasizing, like, how important it is to finish stuff sometimes. Even if it's not all great, just, like, Write the whole thing and then go back and edit it. Because, you know, I think I don't, I, I don't, re, I'm not really like plagued by this problem, but I think a lot of songwriters will write like a set, and I don't know, I guess I do it too. Sometimes you just write a section and like you're not sure if it's going to go anywhere. So sometimes it's good to like push yourself. But, but yeah, I'd say like, you know, like a day, like a few hours in a day to kind of map something out and make it happen. Um, but yeah, it all really varies. Uh, and then there's other things where like I'll have, you know, you'll be looking for that second verse or that bridge or that way to end the song. Like,
3: uh-huh.
1: you know, you'll have, you'll have the song kind of finished, but it'll just take you a week or two or three to kind of keep just visit, revisiting it, going back, pick up the guitar and you're like, what, what am I going to do at this point? um, So yeah it all really ranges but I I don't think like I'm not the kind of I'm not necessarily always the kind of person that like okay here's the idea it's all gonna come out right now and like it's gonna be done you know I usually and even when that is the case I still like the cool thing about writing songs too and, and being able to just kind of play them in my room by myself is that it's cool not only is it cool to write the song and uh have it exist but then like the next day or later that night you can be like oh yeah here's this thing I made let me play it again and they they evolve you know maybe you maybe you think it's done but you're like you know what that that fourth line could be better so you know I don't like to take forever but uh if I know that you know I'm I'm cool with with giving stuff time to grow and I guess the the biggest thing that I've learned is um just kind of let it happen like a good example that I I tell people is like if you have a first verse in a chorus and you're trying to write the second verse just like play the first verse in chorus and then go to the second verse and just like sing what comes out Mm -hmm. like that's what I try and yeah I just try and follow whatever the hell comes out of my mouth um, and even if it doesn't make total sense maybe I tweak it a little bit like a good example is um, the second verse of Uh, uh, love ain't true it like there's these words and they don't really make sense um, but they do at the same time and it makes sense to me and like so yeah just not being over critical of like your voice and your uh, you know creative subconscious kind of thing because I think that um, it's most productive to just let that come out and 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 cool stuff can happen and like uh i find that a lot of the like legendary artists that you talk to that's kind of where they get to as well they're just like this is just a thing that i do and uh it comes out and i you know this is me uh here i am that's this is my career so yeah i just try and let it be as natural as possible and then even in school they were totally like don't over edit yourself, blah blah blah. But at the same time, they're like telling you to, you know, they're teaching you to edit. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: So I know that's a rambling answer, but I hope it gives some
0: insights. I'm always like I, I I've told you and I've told everyone. I'm always curious on how everyone, anybody who's creative, regardless if it's a musician or a writer or a sculptor, yeah. I just want to know their process. Every single person. Um, and then, kind of speaking of not editing yourself and just going with what you feel. Hard feelings was pretty much all acoustic. Uh you had mm-hmm. um oh, I'm blanking on the name. The one with lo- the the album with low shoulder. Um Right, Missing. Missing, thank you. Wow. That was pretty much a full band effort. And then you scaled it back yep. for Highway Birches, which was like drums, bass, a piano. Uh
1: Yeah, there even on, there wasn't really any drums on Highway oh, Birches. Yeah. Highway Birches like uh yeah, it was like guitar, Wurlitzer uh, some upright bass um, and pedal steel
3: mm-hmm, so and that cool. one
1: yeah it was like that record was kind of a reaction to missing the full band record before it like you know that missing took a long in a good way it took a long time and a lot was put into it it's a very big sound mm-hmm. and Highway Birches after it was where I recorded it in my friend Dylan's apartment and had a few friends play on it and it was like the complete opposite it was like much more lo-fi and uh just quick like we i sang like we recorded the vocals acoustic guitar and Wurlitzer for pretty much all 10 songs all in one day and then just like threw some stuff on top over the next few weeks and it's funny i mean it just goes to show it's similar to the new connor record uh people you know you never can really predict what people are going to connect to um so sometimes people spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a record and and it does however, but then like, you know, they could spend a grand on something else and people would love it, you know, or time and money, you know, like it's just funny how it, how it all shakes out.
0: Yeah. And then, so all those records were, I guess your East Coast records, uh, not that they sound like yep. they're in East Coast thing, but then you moved to L.A., Um, you released an album, which was inspired by the West coast a little, um, and then you have this new album coming out. That is what I really want to talk to you about because I'm very excited for it. Um, cool. So Frogtown was your first single off of it, which you launched with an Indiegogo campaign. Uh, and I've already shared all that information. this is a different for you. Like, it sounds completely, I mean, it sounds like you, but it's different. Um, What made you want to go in this direction?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it kind of ties back to the songwriting discussion uh, we were just having. Like, the original, when when the the song comes to you and you get the idea, uh, I think a lot comes with it, usually. I mean, maybe you'd think about it for a while, but I think a lot of songwriters would tell you once the song is actually formed, like bare bones acoustic and voice or piano and voice, they kind of may already know what the full arrangement might sound like or the lack of an arrangement. But, you know, maybe like when I wrote Familiar Darkness, I wasn't like, I hear a band on this. I was like, this is a voice and guitar song that's intimate as hell kind of thing mm-hmm. and maybe has some like vibey sounds in it. But with Frogtown, um, and this has happened with other songs that come out, you know, that that I end up writing and they have, a, they like are especially pop leaning.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Cause most of, mostly everything I write, I guess, I was going to say most everything is pop structure, but maybe that's not true. Um, but yeah, I just heard, I just heard it. I just heard that the chorus, I felt like it was particularly strong and um, I hear, I heard that it could be cool and big and so I just knew that I wanted it to be you know, I'm not trying to like I don't know, sound like walk the moon or something or like that's, I don't I, I can't think of a good example, but sure. I'm not trying to like be Justin Bieber, but I'm also not trying to make Centinella again. So oh. um I just knew that I wanted it to be bigger. I I knew that the next record that I'm doing, I want to have more drums because I'm ready. I'm ready to do that again. Mm-hmm. And maybe the one after that will be just guitar and voice again. But basically I'm inspired now to get more people involved. And that's why the whole Indiegogo thing is happening is because I, to be blunt, I need more money to pay more people to be involved. Like I want to have two people produce the record, um, Pete and Joanna. And they're like a, uh, they're two heads together, their two brains and, and abilities. Um, they, they made Frogtown with me and, uh, it was a great experience. So I'm trying to raise funds via Indiegogo to, uh, have a, have a drummer on the record or maybe a few drummers and, um, just get more people involved, uh, and, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped with how Frogtown came out. And I guess, yeah, just the answer is that I, I heard it being a bigger song and having that kind of like larger pop life. And I, I heard some synths happening and stuff. But I still did want uh, to retain some organic mm-hmm. uh, quality, like the, the sound of my voice. And I wanted there to be some guitar present. You know, like I said, I wasn't trying to go like full modern pop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to land kind of somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I likened it to I mean, not to the extreme but like, Tegan and Sarah were very much, you know, acoustic or louder, obviously but then their last two albums have been that right. Justin Bieber-esque let's, let's do some synth dance pop and obviously yours isn't necessarily like that, but uh, it was a welcome and refreshing new sound, which is, it still holds the Yellow Bird, like, sentimentality in it which is great.
1: Yeah, um that's cool man. I really appreciate you saying that. And that's, you know, that's the goal. You want to you want to make something new, but you also don't want people to be like this doesn't sound like you at all, you know. Yeah. Um so, yeah, and I, I you know, after years of doing this and and talking to various journalists and people that, you know, have opinions on music, uh I think it's been kind of like and I know it uh in my own writing, but I think that my vibe is kind of like this nostalgic kind of, you know, the lyrics and music kind of uh, conjure up some, some nostalgia and just like past and, and feelings and stuff. Um, and even though Frogtown is this kind of big thing that is not like an intimate vocal and uh, guitar recording, I think it does still have that sentiment and has dynamics Um so I'm pretty pumped on it and, and what I've been trying to tell everybody too is that like uh unlike Tegan and Sarah, um the whole record is not gonna sound like that. Okay. But um it's gonna be a it's gonna be a middle ground. There's gonna be more like keys, piano, synthy sounds, but I have some songs that are yeah, it's gonna be like like I hear some stuff that sounds like new school Somewhere between Frogtown and like New School Ryan Adams, like Ivy Band. Yeah. But it's going to have like some synthy undertones.
0: And before we get to the rest of the conversation with Liam, I want to play Frogtown in full for you. You've been hearing the instrumental track, but I just want to go ahead and play straight through Frogtown with Liam's vocals and everything. Here you go.
1: I'm aiming towards but it's interesting, you know, we have fourteen days left at this moment in the Indiegogo and and uh it's sitting pretty low at the moment. Um so I'm I'm already thinking and that's totally fine, you know, I'm I've this this podcast I'm I'm doing stuff to try and yeah. get the word out there. Um and it's you know, because it's my first time, I really didn't do not know what to expect and I even think that a lot of this crowdfunding stuff uh support comes at the end when you're down to the wire sure. um, but basically uh whatever happens with that I'm going to try and make the most songs that I can and and so it might be you know it might not be the perfect ten that I was hoping for and to do it like the best way that I was thinking but
3: mm-hmm.
1: um I'm going to I'm going to give it my best and and put out something cool I'm just uh, curious to see how it's all going to happen
0: yeah definitely that was actually one of my questions was going to be was was frogtown more of a a standout the way it was presented uh then you answered all that, so that's great um yeah, I mean, I guess one thing I didn't say too is that like I knew it was gonna be like a
1: leading single for you sure. know i I knew that it was gonna be out for like months before the record came out, so I guess that's a that's a little part of it too is that like I always heard it as a single, so mm-hmm. that and that's what it became, and that's why i and That's why I was hoping for it to grab attention and and be different, um, to so it could sustain itself for a while um, and be considered you know new music from me, um, but also so it could be like whoa this is a new sound and whoa he's trying to make a record cool let me help him give him all my money <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um, and so the
3: goal... I'm a man of the
1: people I'm a man of the people
0: yeah, yeah you are um, so the goal is to record this at the end of this year, beginning of next year and then release it sometime mid 2017.
1: Yeah. I'd like to get it out, um, in the spring. Uh, yeah. And I mean, really, it should be a pretty quick process after like with Centinella, as you know, we put it out on vinyl and, um, vinyl like timelines these days are like from delivery. It's like around three months, Uh uh, I mean, maybe maybe about two to three months I'd say. So that kind of like and I don't know. That's how big records work anyways with press and stuff. But on my level, um, you know, I'm just excited to make the record, get it mixed, get it mastered, and then like it's up to me, man. So unless I have a bunch of money to throw at press and do some like lead up stuff, um, it's just gonna come out and I'd like to I'd like to put it out when like, you know, the birds are chirping and the sunlight is coming out uh, across the across the the U.S. and stuff. And um, you know, when when it's spring, when winter's
0: over, I want to put out the music. Awesome, and kind of transitioning. Well, so it's going to be you're you uh, you're already in paradise, right? Is that yes, still you're, yeah? You're already in paradise. Yeah. Just, just making sure I love it. Just want to make sure I said it. Um, and then <laughs> another thing you do is you're in like twenty thousand bands in L.A. Yeah, what the fuck. <laughs> um, how do you find the time?
1: That's a great question. <laughs> I'm I'm actually learning that uh having an Indiegogo I mean I'm playing tech Tup right now from being on tour mm-hmm. where I and I, you know, launched it on tour on my birthday. Um but uh I'm learning that yeah, this is taking I mean I'm gonna get to a good place with it after I'm a little more caught up, but it is it is uh It's a little bit like a job, um, which is fine because I'm I'm raising money for my career. Uh, But yeah, um, it's been about a year now since I've been like full time music, pretty much. I I do I bar back at uh, fancy weddings in L.A. a few times a month. Um, This time, this month, it's just once. So, uh, you know, um, figure it out otherwise. You know, make the money somehow. Uh, But yeah, you know, I'm lucky. Um, I'm lucky that. I'm able to, that's what I love about LA. I'll blame it on LA. Um, there's opportunity here for musicians and as long as you're a good person that can play your instrument and be good to people and show up and do your thing. Um, you're probably, and and if you're hungry for it, you're likely to grow. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of hours in the day and, you know, sometimes my weekend falls on, Tuesday and Wednesday and everyone else is at work and I'm like you know what am I doing with my life but um, but yeah then there's other days where I'm busy as hell and I have two rehearsals and I have to do Indiegogo and mm-hmm. hang out with my girlfriend that I love and you know fit it all in Um but it's all good stuff so that's what I try and tell myself when when it gets stressful uh, is that it's all good and and if it's not good then you get rid of it. Um, but yeah, you know, just scheduling and, and I'm actually learning right now that, uh, sleep is very important too. Cause I kind of, uh, I'm a little burnt out at the moment, but, um, um, you know, we're only, we're not getting any younger. So, uh, sleep becomes more and more important. So just trying to sleep and just trying to stay focused and be the best I can be
0: awesome and then um we'll we'll keep talking for a, l- a few more minutes here um so you play yeah man you play bass in allison weiss and that's pretty yep. that's probably not the i don't want to say i don't want to rank the bands you play in but you know that th- she goes on national tours you're out a lot with her right and then um right. she's kind of pop punk um and then you have psychic love which uh is getting a lot of big buzz not big buzz but buzz any buzz is big yeah uh in la yeah. and um they're a little different and what, um, how do you get involved with these? Uh, just friends of friends. What are some bands you're playing and how do they sound? I guess.
1: Right. Um, I would say like the main three bands that I'm playing in at the moment, um, are, uh, yeah, Alison Weiss. And then even with her, you know, she does a fair amount of solo touring mm-hmm. throughout the year and stuff. Um, so, you know, I think in this last year we went on maybe two or three tours. Um, and, you know, they're at least two to five weeks long, so sometimes they can be decent chunks of time. But, um, and we have some cool gigs coming up, uh, this month. But it is mainly a touring thing, like when it happens kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, that, I've been in that band for about four years, so I would agree. And, and, yeah, you know, that's where I'm doing pretty much all my national touring and international, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a thing, and yeah, her music is kind of it. Kind of started songwritery um, in a cool indie way, kind of a DIY thing, and mm-hmm. then she had a bit more of a pop punk period, but still, still indie uh, punk pop kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, like kind of like if, if Paramore was a little more indie, like somewhere between Paramore and Death Cab or something. I yeah, for say. sure. I could, I um, see that. And then uh, her most recent record, New Love, is really cool um it was produced by uh brad hale of now now and uh forest from hello goodbye so as you can expect it's like it's got even a heavier like indie synth thing happening but it's still this like backbone of like it's almost like if like the songwriting of like springsteen and just like great songwriting with like a cool vibey indie you know feeling um I, I recommend it. It's it's and it's fun too. And it, she embraces even more pop mm-hmm. in a cool way. Um, so that's kind of that band. And then yeah, Psychic Love um, really is coming up in the L.A. scene and beyond. Yeah. Uh, Laura Peters, who fronts that band, it's it's her baby, and uh, she's killing it, man. She um, she's been doing these DIY shows, or she, you know, a reason that we that she kind of built the band up was by doing these DIY shows at this space she has, uh, uh, next to her house, um, in LA and they, you know, just got more and more popular. And there was like a bar, you know, like just, uh, she really built them up in, in a cool way. We had like a 300 person, um, new year's Eve party and, uh, those shows have slowed down a little bit, but it, you know, and she's just great at, at being out in the scene and, um, an extension of that, something that's come up is, uh, her and a handful of, uh, her friends have started this thing called Play Like a Girl, which is this monthly showcase at the Echo in LA. And, uh, it's all female fronted, um, or female, you know, a lot of, uh, female players in the band. Um, it's a show every month and, and it's doing really well. Uh, so that is super cool. And like KCRW, or no, K Rock and, um, just some other people, you know, other, other kind of big parts of the L.A. scene are involved, which is really neat. Uh, and that band is, um, we call ourselves Dream Grunge. So it's kind of a dreamy rock that's sometimes aggressive, sometimes moody and stuff. Um, and we have two singles out, uh, The Weeknd and, um, and Ultralight. So look those up on, on Hype Machine and Spotify and Google just just google it man psychic love and uh i think our record is is finally coming out um in november it's called the hive mind uh and if you come see us live we have it on cassette tape with a digital download so get those while they still exist awesome and uh more recently i've started playing with a band called future feats uh f-e-a-t-s future feats and that is like a um it's like a pop project which is really fun and you know as as you may be able to tell uh, I like I like good songwriting so Future Feats Allison Weiss Psychic Love all great songs and that's really what I've realized is my favorite role as a bass player is just to support great songs um, so yeah Future Feats is like you know in a wonderful way big choruses we're here to have fun let's do it so that band is growing um and i'm excited to be be a part of that as well
0: awesome and i'll get you out of here on a few more questions uh you mentioned yeah, man i i feel like i'm talking a lot but
1: i guess that's the point of this
0: no Um, i want people to hear liam's voice as much as possible (laughs) um actually aside in my apartment and i don't know if when you were here last i had it up but your last album, *Sentinella*, I have like as art in my living room, so everyone who comes in will be like, "Oh, what's that?" And I drop your name every time. That's cool, man. Um,
1: yeah, I actually have like at least one or two friends uh, that actually have it, like have the album cover in their living room or whatever as well. So it's y- you have you have great taste.
0: I know I do. Uh, I'm just gonna ask you, like, so this is off the top of your head. I didn't give you any warning, and I'm sorry, but like the song. You'll you'll get it. It's just gonna be like a rapid fire. Come up with an answer as quickly as you can. Um, the song you go to if you're, like you're exercising or running out. What is like that pump up song?
1: Wow. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. Um, most most recently, it actually. I mean, <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna answer and then I'll talk a bunch of bullshit. Okay. Uh, most recently, it's been um, uh, this song that's actually on the upcoming Future Feats record called cool. "Keep Up." Uh, it's kind of got like a Heim type vibe to it, and it, it's great. Uh, but what I was going to say was that um, <laughs> this sounds sounds like uh, such an old man answer, but like I haven't been like running. Like I go on like vigorous hikes, sure. So like, and I listen to podcasts or something, you know. So uh, I I don't really have that many moments these days where I'm like, all right, need to get pumped up and do this fucking run, you know? Yeah. Um, but I love I do love running. And actually, run without music. Uh, oh, okay. So that doesn't help me either. But you know, sometimes even when you're trying to get up and fucking leave your house, you're like, okay, I need some jams, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that that has that's the first thing that pops into my head. Um, but like, I don't know, another thing that pops in is like maybe a song by like The Killers or like Jimmy Eat World or like, yeah, You know, something like Up, Up and Poppy and like Big. So that that's that answer. So I, I like the speed round though. Keep all keep right, it and then
0: that. um. I know you're in a loving relationship with a really cool person that we didn't get to talk to. Uh, Emma Cole, a musician, hairdresser, does a lot of cool stuff, right?
1: That is very correct, yeah. All right,
0: I just want to name drop her because she does have a single out, which uh, I'm forgetting the name of right now. What is it?
3: With the yeah, music Yeah, she, um,
1: right, she has two out. Oh, she's, okay. she's kind of doing this like... She's recorded a record, but she's putting a single and a video out um, every every other month or so. Uh, the first one is called High Times, and the second one is called uh, Is This But a Dream? And she actually just played on September 24th at the Play Like a Girl event at the Echo, and she's awesome. Um, her record features like a... You know, it's kind of got this like Amy Winehouse uh, cinematic... Mm -hmm. thing happening um so there's a lot of instruments and she performed with like eight eight other musicians on stage background singers and horns and stuff so she's she's a rock star in her own right i can't really you know hold a candle to it (laughs) but uh if you want to learn more about her music
0: emma cole com. awesome perfect i want to make sure i said that back to the speed round um I ha- I, every, whenever I go through like a breakup, I create bummer jams with a Z, which is a playlist of like 15 songs of, to, to just make me cry. If you had to tell me one I song <laughs> to put on bummer jams, what song should I put on bummer jams for a breakup? Oh, man. Other than this one is, of your I love beautiful these songs.
1: No, I love these questions. Uh, fuck. Oh, right. Um, my current bummer jam is by Pine Grove, and it's called uh, Aphasia. Uh, I think aphasia is like a condition about like some sort of speech condition. Okay. Like, um, yeah, I I think I looked it up and that's what it meant, but it's called, it's on that record Cardinal, which is like just an amazing lyrical vibey record. Uh, and yeah, it's called aphasia. Check it out. It's like track maybe seven, eight or nine or something. It's on Spotify, but yeah, that's currently my, uh, it's not like stab you in the heart bummer, but it's like, it's going to make you, it's going to give you the feels if you will. Definitely. What song? And, and, um, also, sorry, little addendum, uh, Julian Baker, her record. Um, I can't even listen to it. It's so, so many feelings, uh, I tell people that like five years ago I probably would have it on repeat, but now it's like it's just too much for me. But if you want to go even deeper, that'd be my recommendation, Julian. Yeah, no, definitely. Julian Baker, that, that if, you is, really, if you really want to bum out.
0: Yeah, that touches my heart every time. Um, yep. What, Taking it way back, what was the first album or song you remember just loving? Wow. Like, like when I was a kid? Sure, as a kid. Or like what was the first record you bought in high school with your own money or whatever? Just however you want to take it. Okay,
1: wow okay um well my earliest earliest like childhood memory is uh paul simon like you can call me al or whatever uh Mm -hmm. call me al that song from graceland uh i have like weird childhood associations with that song weird in the sense that like it's in my brain somewhere um you know from hearing it i feel like i can still remember like chevy chase being in the video on tv um the first cds i ever bought with my own money i bought uh i went to like sears with my dad and bought a boom box and i i was like a, a radio kid for a long time so i bought uh tlc crazy sexy cool and uh president of the united states of america at the same
0: time that's the best combination i've ever heard of uh <laughs> yeah and um let's just go ahead and bring it back to Frogtown and the new yep, album. yep
1: here we are man awesome it's, uh it's live baby
0: that's exciting. I cannot wait for people to start just understanding how great all of your albums have been. Um they can find you on yellowbird dot com at Yellowbird. Mm-hmm. You got rid of the underscore. That tricked me for a little bit there. That's years ago though, I think. Well it
1: was it was a weird thing. I, I only had it on Twitter and uh after like a year or two of having it one day I just like checked if the name without the underscore was available and it was. Like it you know, it wasn't when I made
3: mm-hmm. like
1: you know, so that's why I use the underscore, but then one random day I checked if the no underscore yellowbird was available and it was. So I was like yeah. come on, baby. Awesome. Um but yeah, at, at Yellowbird with three D's and then yellowbird.com with three Ds. And if you wanna be and yeah, Facebook, Twitter, in uh Instagram, um I've been like posting about the Indiegogo every day, uh, so it's very easy to find via those channels. Also Yellowbird with three Ds dot com slash donate will take you right to the indiegogo page and there's a video on there where you can uh, watch me talk and stuff um and uh yeah dude i'm so psyched about internal review i i love it i i'm really happy to be a part of it um i'm proud of you man it's really cool and i'm, I'm glad that you're getting like you know musicians and authors and uh you're a creative guy with great ideas And opinions and taste so I'm glad that you have a channel to express all that beyond your writing
0: definitely thank you so much you're the kindest man I know and (laughs) and, no seriously I know a lot of jerks no uh but yeah thanks Liam for talking um I'll see you in LA soon I'm sure come play right, a show December, in Phoenix. You said, right? yeah December for sure I might be late uh, like next week actually I might be there I don't know I'm all over the place Phoenix oh. is too hot for me I gotta get out of here I hear you dude alright I will see you soon hopefully have a good one alright thanks again Adam yep talk to you soon bye 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 that was Leah McCormack aka Yellowbird aka the gentlest soul I know this was internal review. Thank you so much for supporting me. Go to vitcavage.com, find me at vitcavage, find internal Review social media. Here is my one of my favorite Yellowbird tracks like this off of Highway Birches. It's gonna play out. Have it's a good one.
2: When it's we let the feelings rot. there's a silence there's a dumb luck there's a blind trust and there's a train heading toward a bed I slept in one